Welcome to this episode of Mind Your Business, Mills County. I'm Todd Studer, and joining us today, Rachel Reese, Executive Director of the Glenwood Area Chamber of Commerce in Glenwood, Iowa. Hi, Rachel. How's everything been going at the Chamber? You know what? It's been good. We are kind of settling into our next phase with like spring and starting to see people wanting to get out and do more in terms of like networking, lunch and learns, and so it's it's pretty exciting. As people are getting out and about... We're starting to see folks staying home a little bit more, too, but not because of COVID now. It's mm-hmm. because of what we're seeing happen at the gas pump and the prices just keep going up and up and up. And, and it, it's affecting everything. And that includes small businesses. Yeah, I think that when we start to look around our community and something that we hear repeatedly, not even just in Mills County, but across the nation, is that the price and cost of goods for many businesses to do business is going up and inflation is a huge issue, whether that's through your um, through the gas pump or whether it's the cost of like a coffee cup or whether it's a cost of a part for a lawnmower. It's starting to affect these business owners and really affect how they run their businesses, which then affects those of us who actually purchase those items. It's very easy for all of us to go diving into the political spectrum when you start talking about this kind of thing. But what really matters is what's happening day to day right now. And how do we get through this until hopefully we start to see a correction? Absolutely. I think, like you said, hit the nail on the head. It's very easy to then swing the pendulum both ways in terms of like whose fault and want to blame somebody. But the reality is it's not about placing blame. It is about how do we support these small businesses and these people that are just trying to get by. And I think that now more than ever, when we look around, I think COVID taught us a lot about our communities and how do we support those small businesses. And I think now more than ever, we just, we have to continue to double down on that. Because these are the people that when your kids are in sports, when you are just trying to bring in family for a weekend or something like that, they're the people that you go to for support. And so I think now they need our support even more. I remember when gas rocketed up back in 08, the same kind of thing happened. And we started to see price increases at restaurants and everything else. And this was not about anyone doing price gouging or trying to take advantage of something. They had to in order to be able to stay open. They still have to pay their bills as well. And if they didn't raise those prices to cover some of the other expenses they were going to have to shutter their doors. I think that when we look at it and we see that people are starting to increase their prices, we have to realize like this doesn't, it isn't just at the restaurant level that people are being affected, right? I have a buddy that is in, is a farmer in agriculture and grows corn and soy and his fertilizer is going up. Like not just, I mean, not just like 8%. I mean, you're looking at a 200% increase in some of the fertilizers that they have to use. And that is absolutely crazy. But In order for him to do business, then how is he going to sell that and try to make money on the back end? And it just trickles down and across to everything else that we do, whether it's the cost of gas being so high that when you're trying to ship in your stuff, the shipping costs go up. So then being able to get the items to sell, to cook, to do whatever, it just, it becomes the cyclical thing. And it is never about a person trying to make more money. It is about people just trying to be able to keep their doors open. 
And a lot of us then, I mean, I think another huge piece of all of this is how does this affect even the workers and what people are getting paid? And so, I mean, it just, it's a whole convoluted mess, but I think bare minimum and the bottom line of all of it is we have to support these small businesses now more than ever. What are you hearing from some of these small businesses right now? Or we're still learning to make this adjustment. So what kind of feedback are you getting from them? I think each business has adapted it in their own way. I know that a local nursing home, they're seeing a huge increase in like their temp nurse situation. So when they go to hire a temp nurse, the pay for that nurse has basically tripled in cost. And part of that is to keep up with inflation. We have our local coffee shop, Harvest Moon, that is seeing a hundred to 200% increase in cost of goods. And so, and sometimes they can't even find coffee cups. And so when they do and are able to find coffee cups that they can purchase, they purchase them in mass amounts of bulk, which then increases their upfront costs. And I think recently Bob Holmes, Harvest Moon actually just put on Facebook that he's going to have to increase his rates. And it's not because he wants to make more money. It's not because he believes his product is that much better. It just is in order for him to stay open, in order for him to continue to be able to operate, he has to increase his costs. And I think even when you get down to whether it is a um, lawnmower mechanic, car mechanic, whatever that looks like, you're seeing parts that sometimes are taking forever to come if they ever come. And then they're also increased in price anywhere from 8% up to 50%. Is it related at all to, we talked before about what's the term, the great resignation that's going Mm -hmm. on now where everyone is leaving their employee situation to be able to break out and do things on their own, which by the way, I, I encourage people to do that. But at the same time, not having employees to be able to produce some of these things that are now becoming very scarce and difficult to find. I honestly don't know if there is a linkage to that. I do know that we are seeing it. I think a huge piece of it is also that employees and finding employees who want to work and want to do the work that is available. And it's not to say that people are lazy and I'm not going to even touch that one with a 10 foot pole. But I think that genuinely finding people that share your passion is hard and value the work that you're doing. We have a lot of people that part of what is holding them back from actually producing more is the fact that they can't find people to hire and that people that will stay in longevity that they can build into. And so I don't know if the great resignation is a part of it. I would assume that part of what we found with COVID was we found what was important to us. And I think that's great. And I think it's wonderful to find out like, what is your passion and what, as Marie Kondo says, what brings you joy. But I think we also have to figure out how do we balance that with actually making a living and making sure that our economy is going forward. Do you have any recommendations for people right now regarding small businesses that I mean, let's be honest, you can jump online and things will be delivered to your door in 24 to 48 hours. So what kind of advice or tips would you give for folks in order to be able to continue to support the small business community in whatever town they happen to be in? Patience is definitely a huge virtue, right? And I, I think it's really easy in this day and age where it's the immediacy of now. Like I can go on Amazon and I can get the thing in 24 hours and even sometimes same day. But how does that impact your local community and your local economy? It it doesn't. I think that 
what we've continued to preach through even the flood and through the pandemic. And even now is patience and talking to the people that provide and do retail, but also provide the services and talking to them and learning like what, what is their capacity? Because sometimes they have the ability and they have vendors that they can purchase things from if you need something and it's good to go talk to them and find out who their vendors are and how they can get the stuff that you need. It may not be the next day kind of thing, but what you're doing when you talk to them and you build that relationship with them is that you're investing in your community you're investing in your economy and those dollars that you spend there go further because then they go towards taxes, which help our streets, which help our just whole of our community and the things that happen in our community, which then also go towards helping employ other people, that dollar and where you spend that dollar is important. And now more than ever, it's about connecting with those people that have those businesses and understanding how you can best support them. Well, and I think that we would both agree that it's it's not about a black or white or all the way one direction or the other kind of issue that no one's saying never order anything off of Amazon or never order anything off of, uh, you know, an online big box store or anything like that. That's not the point. It's about finding a balance. It's yes. about still supporting the local areas. I remember a lot of years ago. I was early on in radio and I was uh, talking on the air as kind of a morning show format. And I had mentioned that I had gone to a town that was about an hour away and I'd done some Christmas shopping there. It created such an outrage because of the whole shop local thing, yeah. which was very big. And I had said that I was someplace else Christmas shopping. Well, I lived in a town of about 4,500 people. And this is pre-internet. I'm an old guy. So <laughs> this goes back to, you know, we were we were still getting the news off of a, a, a tape that ran, came over from the Associated Press. But people got very upset about it. So according to them and according to what they were telling me, if I couldn't find it in this town of 4,500 people, that I, I just don't need it. And that was the direction that they took. I'm saying life is a balance. Yes, you do want to support your local community. And yes, you do want to support where you live and the businesses that are there. And also understand that it's a big, giant world and mm -hmm. there's a lot more to see and do. So it, anyway, that's it's just no. my little soapbox speech. I think that you hit on a good point because so right now the uh, city of Glenwood is undergoing a comprehensive plan. And so comprehensive plan is really a strategic plan, which I love because I always think that in order to know where you're going, you kind of have to have a plan. You have to have a laid out understanding of what it is that you're going to do. Some of the feedback that we've received is that people want more things for families, more things for kids and all of these things and completely valid, right? There isn't a whole lot to do with a family. We have some great businesses that have really kind of created these niche markets like game night where you can go and pay to play all any type of board game that you want and you can get the food that you want there, like nachos and things like that. And that's great. But what people are asking for is bowling alleys and roller skating and things like that. What's interesting about that is that we used to have all of those things here, but what happens is, is that people get complacent and they don't use the stuff. So then the stuff goes under and those businesses close and then we're without it. So it's almost a use it or lose it mentality that if you don't support these businesses, and that feels really sort of extreme, but I think that's kind of where we're at 
in this world right now that if you don't start to use these businesses, if you don't start to kind of create these relationships with these business owners, what's going to happen? Well, those businesses are going to go away because they're not making a profit and they're not able to pay people to stay open. So I think that, yes, it is very much about balance. Like nobody expects you to spend all your money in Mills County. Granted, as the Chamber of Commerce Director, I would love it if you spend all your money <laughs> in Mills County. But I understand that there that's not feasible, but there has to be a balance. And I think the businesses that we do have here are phenomenal in what they offer and how they do what they do. And I would just say, give them a chance. Give them the opportunity to earn what it is that you want. And for the business owners, you had touched on it before about checking around with other businesses and finding out how are they getting their supplies met. A great way to do that is by attending some of these chamber functions that you have scheduled. And you, you're going to be around that same community of, of business owners and meet some new people and develop relationships, regardless of what business you're in. It's about relationships. So this is a great outlet. Yeah. And I mean, I think we, we do hard, we, we try hard, not do hard, try hard to make sure that people have the opportunity to meet their business owners and to connect and network and our networking events. So like we have one coming up March 24th at, um, John Gregory Farm Bureau. And it's a business in brews that is at 9.30 a.m. and meant to connect around Ag Week with the Farm Bureau organization. That is a great way. You do not have to be a chamber member. You do not even need to own a business. You can just work at a local business or a business in Council Bluffs and you live in Glenwood or work in the area. But that is a great way to come, meet people and start to develop these relationships outside of a transactional relationship of I need a good, you have the good, I'm going to buy the good. So I would say for anybody to attend those, so that way you can even just start to dive more into what those relationships look like and connections. Once again, uh, Rachel Reese, Executive Director of the Glenwood Area Chamber of Commerce in Glenwood, Iowa, joining us on Mind Your Business, Mills County. Rachel, thanks for all your hard work. Thanks for everything you. that you do. I know that you've been a big help to my business, and I'm very appreciative of it. And we look forward to continuing on with the podcast, and we will have another one already for you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody.